0: This is The Mudroom, Uncommon Sense Parenting Classes with your parenting coach, Alana Robinson. Weekly nuggets of developmentally appropriate parenting wisdom to help you parent your toddlers, preschoolers, and kindergartners more effectively with less effort. The Mudroom is recorded live on Facebook every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. Now, here's Alana.
1: Hello everyone, welcome to The Mudroom, our weekly free Uncommon Sense Parenting Class. How is everyone today? It's September. Can you believe it? I am so excited. <laughs> I am in countdown to school mode. This time next week, my children will be on their second day of school. I have had my home, my kids, home with me since March 2020, and I've been running the business full-time. I've homeschooled my first grader last year. He's starting grade two on Monday. And I had my youngest running around as well. He was supposed to be in junior kindergarten last year. In fact, last year was supposed to be the first year both my kids were in school full time. But that got pushed to this year. So I'm quite excited. I have grown uncommon sense parenting from nothing to what it is today with both my kids in tow, working around their needs and their schedules. And it's been fantastic. Like I cannot stress enough how absolutely grateful I am to have been able to be home with my kids and growing this amazing community simultaneously. That said, (laughs) I am really looking forward to being able to have some separation there finally and some dedicated time to focus. That's something that I haven't had since before my kids. And the few times that I've been able to really sit down and focus for like a full day because my kids were with my mom or with their dad or took them, you know, to the cottage or something, I've gotten so much done in just that one day. (laughs) So I am really excited for all of the awesome things. I am not going to have the need to separate my attention between and that I am now going to have the bandwidth to do to support you. Now that I'll pretty much have eight hours a day without interruptions. (laughs) I'm so excited, as I'm sure all of you are. On that note, let's get into our topic today. But before we do, allow me to introduce myself for those of you who are new around here. My name is Alana Robinson. I'm a parenting coach, and I help you understand why your children are misbehaving and how to fix it without yelling, shaming, or timeouts. I'm your host here on The Mudroom. I'm also the host of the Parenting Posse Facebook group, and I'm the creator of the Parentability program where I help you raise well-behaved kids of your own. If you're watching, please say hi, and don't forget to like and subscribe so that you never miss another class. All right, so back to school. I know for many of you in the States, you've already been in school for almost a month now. Those of you in Oz and New Zealand are smack in the middle of your school year. But here in Ontario, as I said, we go back to school after Labor Day, which is the first Monday of September. And something almost all families experience is something called restraint collapse. If you've already started school, you may still be experiencing this. If you're not back yet, you certainly will experience this over the next month. Restraint collapse is what happens when your child has been exerting a ton of energy to keep themselves safe throughout the day. Now, when I say stay safe, I don't mean to imply that your child is actually in danger at school. But if you have followed me for a while now, you know that our limbic system is constantly scanning our environment for danger and that takes a lot of energy and stress is energy expenditure, right? I have a bunch of episodes that explain all of this. I'm just giving you all like a previously on catch up. So all of that's to say being with strangers all day is stressful. It costs us a lot of energy. When we're with our parents or our familiar care providers, we don't have to expend as much energy making sure that we're safe because we trust the adults in charge and even our friends to take on some of that for us. Many brains make light work, but it takes a while to get to that level of comfort with your teacher and classmates. So for the first month to three months of school, your child is going to be unusually exhausted at the end of the day because they're having to expend a higher amount of energy while they settle in, get to know their teachers and peers, get to know the new expectations and routine, etc. And all of this will generally manifest as a big old meltdown when they get home from school. They're going to be beat. And when we're exhausted, we go into that defense mode. We lose access to that civilized part of our brain that has our reason and knowledge and language and critical thought because that part of our brain isn't necessarily for survival. It's nice, but it's not necessary. Our limbic system is what keeps us safe and runs all of our automatic bodily functions. It's necessary for survival. So if we're low on energy, our brain shuts down the unnecessary bits and sends the dregs of our energy to the necessary bits, which means that your child is going to be behaving more like a feral animal than a human being when they get back. (laughs) They're going to be relying on us to compensate for their lack of energy. I'm safe at home. I know I'm not going to be attacked, so I don't have to waste energy on that anymore. But that makes for a pretty miserable after school experience for pretty much every person in the family if all the kids are coming home and losing their minds. So how can we transition them out of school and into home and refill their cup enough that they can get through their evening? First, this is not the time to be making after school commitments, okay? No barbecues, no activities, no play dates try to keep their out-of-school time as unbusy as possible for the first month at least. They need time to decompress. They need time to process. So for the first bit, just keep it low-key. Have simple dinners, let them play outside or chill in their room because they need a chance to refill that tank. I remember when my oldest started kindergarten, he came home after his first day and he took off his backpack and he put his shoes away and he went and he washed his hands and then he went straight downstairs where we have a ball pit and he turned off all the lights and he crawled into the ball pit and he wiggled his way down to the bottom and he just stayed there for like an hour. (laughs) And I checked in on him and was like, hey, are you okay? And he was like, yeah, just saw this little thumb popping up out of the balls. And I was like, okay, cool. Let me know if you need anything. Now, I've been working with my oldest to recognize how much energy he's got and manage it since he was like two. So at almost five, he had a pretty solid handle on it and he was able to keep it together while at school and even after he got home. But he hit a wall and he hit it hard. Where he went and laid in a ball pit, if he'd had less practice regulating himself, he would have had a meltdown. Heck, even with how good he is at regulating, he'd have had a meltdown if I tried to like get him into the car to go to swimming lessons or to hockey practice or scouts. He was so beyond done. So do everyone a favor and just clear your calendar for that first month so that they have space to decompress when they get home. And on that note, tip number two is to shut up. I say this with all the love in my heart, Zip your lips. I get it. We're excited to have them home. We want to know how the day went and if they made friends and what their teacher's name is and if their friends are in their class and, and, and. (sighs) Give them a hot second to decompress before you start bombarding them with questions. And this doesn't just apply to restraint collapse. I generally find if I ask my kids questions right as they get home, that they say, I don't know, or they ignore me at any time of year because they're tired. They don't know. So our rule in our house is we don't ask questions before dinner time. If they have something to tell me before then, I'll happily listen. But we wait till we're all sitting at the dinner table to ask how everyone's day was and swap war stories. This gives them a chance to get some energy, process their day, bring that neocortex back online and formulate a coherent thought pattern. I just get a lot more out of my kids if I wait a bit to ask for that information. And I generally get a lot more voluntary information, so it's not like pulling teeth. Third thing is move bedtime up. I know they've been gone all day and we've only had a couple of hours with them before bed. But if one of those hours is spent in a screaming match over brushing teeth, it's not actually benefiting your relationship, is it? Put them to bed early. That doesn't necessarily mean they'll go to sleep early, but do all of the administrative work around bedtime early and then focus on winding down as a family. In our house, we read like a chapter of a book together. My husband and I swap who's reading and then the boys do candle breath, which is a very simple activity where we light each of them a candle. They each have a small beeswax candle and they make the flame dance by taking big, deep belly breaths and then slowly blowing out so that the flame of their candle dances, but it doesn't go out and we put on some gentle music, and they do that for the length of a song, and then I kiss them and say goodnight, and we put on some guided meditations on their speaker, and I leave. Sometimes they get up and play after I leave. Most of the time, they lay down and listen to the stories. So do they actually go to sleep earlier? Not really. But we're done with all of the teeth brushing and the bath having and the skincare about an hour earlier so that we can spend that last hour helping them wind down and relax. It makes it a much gentler and more positive transition into sleep. And as my kids adjust to school, I anticipate that they'll start doing some stuff like the Big Life Journal and other more quiet but not so focused activities that will help them wind down and process their day as well. And finally, get food into them. Quickly, there are three basic needs that we have, sleep elimination and food. Have a protein rich snack ready to stuff in their face. It can even be something that would be part of their dinner typically and just break it up a bit. Like I've given my kids their meat and a small salad as an after-school snack so that when we sit down for dinner, they can just eat their veggies and carbs, which they prefer. Most kids are ravenous, especially those who take the school bus because they're not allowed to eat on the bus. Getting food in them quickly can be the difference between complete nuclear meltdown and just needing a bit of alone time. And try to keep it really consistent. Some kids can't handle the minor surprise of what their after-school snack will be. So often giving them the same thing every day is a really good idea. So those are my top four tips for dealing with restraint collapse. Is there anything that you do after school to manage low energy that I missed? I'd love to know in the comments or come and join us in the parenting posse and we can continue the conversation over there. As I said, now that my kids are going to be away during the week, I've got some big plans for the posse. So you're going to want to make sure that you're a member so that you don't miss any of the neat events and resources that we've got coming down the pipe. The link for that is in the description. Have a great week and I will see you back here next Wednesday for another Uncommon Sense Parenting class.
0: Bye. You've been listening to The Mudroom, Uncommon Sense Parenting Classes with Alana Robinson. If you like what you just heard, remember to join us live every Wednesday afternoon at 1pm Eastern, 10am Pacific on Facebook. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, share, and connect with us in the Parenting Posse Facebook group. This has been an Alana Robinson Family Services production.